Have you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So This Is Love. My name is Aaron. And I'm Leslie. And this is episode 11. Episode 11. We like maybe the episodes or numbering them at least. We do. Maybe we'll get tired of it someday. Well, I like listening to like, I, there's a couple podcasts that I'm listening to and they're like on episode 175. I know, I'm jealous. And I'm like, what? I'm jelly. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have that many episodes. We'll see. But we surely will have a lot. We have to get through <laughs> this journal at some point. At some point or another. Um, like last or earlier this week or last week, like the last episode, um, these are not journal readings. No. These are the second set of questions that, uh, Leslie talked about in a journal entry, uh, recently in the episode nine. Yes. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Pause yeah. this now. Go back <laughs> to episode nine. Listen to episode nine and ten. And then listen to this one. Come back to this one. Welcome back. And we will, you will get to judge whose questions are better. These are my yeah, questions. Yeah, these questions are your questions. These are my questions. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm going to ask them. Yes, and I'll go and first. you'll go first, yes. Oh, look at you. Yeah. You're not like aggressive and whatnot. Right. All right. So, question number one. What is your favorite song and why? Hmm. Obviously, I love music. Uh, there are so many songs to pick from, it's not even funny. But to narrow it down, at least for me, I have to pick the song that I feel really touched my heart and soul that captures a large portion of my life and heart. And that song for me is Worlds Apart by mm-hmm. Jarson Clay. Uh, when I first heard that song, I was barely learning that uh, good or young Christian music even existed. I was unsure about God and my relationship with him, and I struggled a lot with wanting to follow him and wanting to live my life my way. Needless to say, I stumbled a lot. But every time I heard that song, it reminded me that even though I'd messed things up for the thousandth time, God was still ready and waiting to take me back. It reminded me that my world and God's world were light years away, but he was there to bridge them, to change mm-hmm. mine, and to make me a part of his. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, I know. I learned, like That was one of the first songs I learned how to play on the guitar as soon as I knew how to play guitar. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. It is. Yeah. It's a pretty song. I said, my favorite secular song is a song that Garth Brooks sings. Hold on. What does secular mean? Secular is like not a Christian song. Okay. (laughs) Nothing to do with Christ. Sure. Um, So my favorite secular song is a song that Garth Brooks sings as another person. Um, Chris Gaines. Yeah. The CD cover says Garth Brooks in the life of Chris Gaines. It was supposed to be a soundtrack for a movie called The Lamb. I don't think the movie ever came out. But anyway, there's a song on the album called Lost in You. It became my favorite song in 1999 when I purchased the CD after hearing just a few of the lyrics on the radio. I went into music land. Yeah. Adam Eagle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Saying what I'd heard on the radio to the cashier and they found the CD for me. That's hilarious. Then when moving things to and from my grandma's, I lost it. Huh. And so two years ago, I decided to see if I could find it online. I couldn't buy it unless it was used. There were only so many copies sold apparently. Yeah. So I found it for one penny. Plus two ninety nine shipping, <laughs> and now it's part of my CD library. 
Recently, I found something I had scribbled the lyrics um, on from 2004. And then there's my favorite Christian song called I Am by Nicole Nordeman. Mm. Every time I hear it, I get goosebumps and I cry. I want it played at my memorial service whenever I die. It might seem morbid, but it's such a great song. Yeah. yeah. I remember that that Chris Gaines CD mm-hmm. where he's all like emo and moody on the front. Yeah. You know, um, that thing that I found that had writing on it from 2004. Okay. That was the list that I made of attributes that I had of my husband that I wanted, that I prayed and I asked God for. And at the bottom, I had those lyrics. Yeah, I saw that because we have it here. Right. And we are going to read these <laughs> to you guys real soon, yeah. sometime. Um, and be looking forward to this because it is freaky weird. <laughs> Sorry. Freaky weird. All right, question number two. What is the first stuffed animal or toy or doll that you remember? Um, I remember my first two. Uh, hug and glow worm and my lion, Leo. Uh, the glow worm kept me company as a small baby. It was my first toy. Leo watched over me while I was in the hospital as a baby. I still have Leo mm-hmm. at my parents' house. No, we have it here somewhere. Back oh, no, I, at that time it was at oh, my yeah. parents' house. Um. But after we got married, like, I went to my parents' house and was like, this is mine, and that's mine, and I'm taking this. <laughs> and, like, periodically, over time, I kept doing that. Like, <laughs> they would bring something out and be like, that's mine. <laughs> I'm bringing that home. Uh, and Leo was one of them. He's he's in, like, a vacuum-sealed bag. bag. He's missing his nose, and his yeah. hair is all, like... Mad in mad. <laughs> He doesn't have a tail. No. Uh, but he's still there. Yeah, Watching and you know what's funny is I'm a Leo. You are. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> okay, um, I said, the first doll I remember clearly, I got her the month my mom found out she was pregnant with my sister Amanda, hmm. um, which was December of 1980. She looked real and was tiny. I even named her Mandy. Oh, wow. Um, she had a little light yellow one-piece footsie pajama on <laughs> and had black hair, like a ton of black hair. My first stuffed animal I remember was a puppy dog with floppy ears. And he wore overalls and a hat. He went everywhere with me. I had him until his eyes came out in the washer. <laughs> I cried for days. Whole days. <laughs> My mom tried to fix him, but it didn't work. So she made him disappear. <laughs> she made him disappear. Well, that's what she told me later. Like, she just kind of made him disappear. Because what else is she going to do? What else is she going to do? You know? Seriously, she threw him away. Yeah. But you know did. what's cool about that baby doll that first right. that, that I got when my mom was pregnant with my sister? Is that my sister, although she was not tiny... She weighed 10 pounds. Wow. Um, she had a head full of hair like that. When she came out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, black as black hair. It's got you ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is your favorite family memory? Um, there are honestly so many to choose from. My family did a lot together as we boys were growing up. We may not have gotten along all the time, but we were there. My favorite memory of all of us would have to be our cross-country road trip vacations. We'd pile our luggage and ourselves into the Chevy Suburban and drive all over Texas and a lot of the U.S. Lots of reading, music, talking, sleeping, eating, arguing, and close, close quality time. It was awesome. And drinking radiator water. No, no, that was something else. <laughs> but yes, drinking radiator water, uh, my parents turning the AC on full blast, so we would like cuddle up in the blankets and just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So they'd have like some peace and quiet. Uh, my brother, uh, we had a camcorder, and you've heard this story before, but uh, 
my mom like is recording us and she's asking us questions like how's the trip been so far and my older brother billy who's never gonna live this down <laughs> uh said it's been a great road trip most of it has been on the road and we tease him about it every chance we get um okay all right um i would have to say barbecues with my dad the man could barbecue um and i say could because that's past tense but this here i said the man can barbecue yes he would invite what seemed like the whole world yeah something i have in common all the kids would play the adults would drink and no one would leave until way after midnight there was always a water balloon fight or a water gun fight. That's cool. My parents would do the same thing. They would barbecue and stuff. Um, I recently started barbecuing. Mm-hmm. And I can. It blew my mind that I could barbecue. I never tried. But. You could cook without burning something? Yeah. <laughs> On a grill. On a grill. All right. Question number four. When did you first realize God loved you personally? Um, it was the summer of 1993 at Camp Zephyr. I was nine. Everything this, the, the, the pastor was saying made sense. I understood what he was saying. I wanted to know God on a personal level, and I asked my pastor to go outside with me. He explained to me how to ask God into my life, and I did. I remember it being like like a lazy summer afternoon. You know, we were inside the, they call it a tabernacle. It was basically like the meeting room. It was air conditioned, and we went outside. And That's we the same saw, camp we took our high school. Yeah, history. Okay. yeah. Uh, and, and we went. It was a little different oh. um, at the time. They didn't have like everything like the way it was when we went. Uh-huh. Um, so they had these these benches um, outside by the cafeteria area, um, and that's where Pastor Bob, Pastor, my brother, brother Bob. I don't know, brother Patrick. Okay. <laughs> One of the brothers. Yeah. Um, but he, he talked to me about cool. what I needed to do. And it was, I remember like it being the afternoon and it was really nice and a clear day. And it was just, I don't know. It was cool. That's cool. Um, October 10th, 2003, actually 2002, 2002 mm-hmm. um, at BCF. And um, our pastor looked right at me and said, God loves you. He doesn't care what you've done. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for all the mistakes you've made. He really spoke to my heart that day. It was my first Sunday at BCF. I cried through the entire service <laughs> and for the next three months of Sundays. Um, that's the day I gave my life to Christ, and I really became a new person. It was crazy to me how my life changed almost overnight. Crazy. And I was 25. Yeah. Versus you being nine. I was 25. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were nine, and I was 25 when I gave my <laughs> life to Jesus. So that part's even crazier. <laughs> All right. Um, number five. Mm-hmm. Tell me about a favorite dream. I'd have to say any dream where I got to fly was great. Uh, I can remember remember dreams where I couldn't control my flight, where I relied on a, like a run, jump, start, uh, and my flying ability would run out of juice and I'd struggle to stay up in the air and I floated to the ground. I'm very much like... Um, Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Bros. 3. Yeah. With, with the, the cape. With the cape and the feather. Yeah, and the feather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that you know that. <laughs> She's my wife. Uh, my control, like my control over flying, mm-hmm. uh, progressed over the years. And I now dream of flying with like total control. I, I Like I can do 
fly wherever I want. There are no running starts or forced landings. Uh, I fly without impunity. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, it's a great feeling. And I still, like, I still love those dreams. I love, mm-hmm. like, just being able to fly and, like, flying is the best. Mm-hmm. Those are the best dreams. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, well, I most certainly don't have flying dreams. <laughs> <laughs> or even recurring dreams that I can remember. I do know that when I dream about my grandma, I wake up smiling. Mm. I miss her so very, very much. So I guess any dreams that she's in, I don't dream about her often, but when I do, those dreams are so real to me. She taught me a lot and loved me in a way that I was never able to understand until I became a Christian. I know I'll see her again in heaven. That's awesome. There's also um, one, like, one dream that I remember uh, somebody was like mowing grass and I was sitting on a bench and I told you about this mm-hmm. before and I could smell the grass being mown. That's in my what, dream. That's one of my favorite smells. Yeah. Freshly mown grass is, yeah. is a, it's, it's a great smell. I don't think it should be like bottled ever no. or made into a candle. No, cause it would just be cheap. Right. But I love when Imitation. the, when the lawn has been mowed and I love the smell of rain coming in. Yes. The smell of the wet dirt that's about to happen. Yeah, but I remember uh, thinking about how cool it was that I I smelled something in my dream, mm-hmm. and I, I have heard of other people doing that, but like I don't think I've ever smelled anything in a dream after that. Mm-hmm. It remains one of my favorite dreams. Number six: If someone gave you a first class round trip airplane ticket to anywhere in the world and three thousand dollars to spend, where would you go? I'd go to Europe. It's the only place you can travel to with hundreds of different options, all a few train rides away. Paris, Italy, Spain, London, Scotland, Ireland, the Mediterranean, Greece, Rome, all those places in a fairly close connected area. Like it's, you know, hop on a train and you go to a completely different country. Boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, I said I would go to Greece and I would live off that $3,000 for as long (laughs) as I could before coming home. Um, I might even get a little job so I could stay a little longer. And that's probably what I would totally do. Like go with that $3,000, get a job somewhere, and just backpack. Yeah. I mean, if we could do that now, if we could just pick up and go, like, I think we could do that. I mean, we, we could, <laughs> but we can't. But we can't, I know. <sighs> Adulting. Unless, unless, like, we somehow came into, like, millions of dollars where we could just pay off all our bills and oh, then just yeah. disappear for a while. Yeah. But if I, I will say this though, if we're in a foreign country and we're not paying our bills, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> All right, number seven. Tell me about the first Christian song you remember and what it means mm. to you. Okay, um, the lullabies my mom would sing us at bedtime were the very first songs about God that I've ever heard. They weren't really lullabies or children's songs. Uh, She learned them from a migrant missionary woman who taught her and her family about Jesus. Funny story, before I continue reading, that migrant worker missionary is coming to our church now. Yeah, she she comes to the first service and she sits over here on this side. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. You never introduced me to her. Well, yeah. I, I haven't thought about it. Does she know you? Does she remember you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She asks about my parents all the time. Huh. That's but, interesting. But she my she taught my mom about Jesus. And they had like these these Bible songs 
um, that my mom learned. And then when, when we were babies, she would sing them to us as a lullabies. Interesting. Um, so they're my mom's, really, they're my mom's legacy. Those songs taught me to love music. They gave me my first ideas of God. I've even sung them to my brothers to help us get to sleep. Mm. Um, oh, and it, it, it says, the, 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 it goes, I heard God today near the whispering wind, his voice speaking tenderly, telling me of his wonderful love, whispering these words to me. I love you. I love you. I want you to know I'm with you. I'm with you wherever you go. These are the words that I heard God say beneath the trees beside the stream today. Aww. So that was one. And then another one is, Without him, I would be nothing. Without him, I truly fail. Without him, I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. Jesus, Jesus, uh, without him, how lost I would be. Okay, you can stop now because I'm crying already. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm crying. Uh, Like, these are, like, this is my childhood. Right here. Yeah. Uh, there's one more. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it says, uh, it only takes a spark to get the fire going. Then all around of it can warm up to its glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, you want to sing. It's fresh like spring. You want to pass it on. So she would sing those three in that order. Huh. Uh, uh, funny enough. Um, hey, mom. I hope you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> and you know my parents aren't like musically gifted. Mm-hmm. My dad, uh, his idea of a of a lullaby was uh, a boy named Sue. Yeah, because you just talk the whole time, and, and that's really what they're doing voice. with our nephew now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and my mom wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like you know she wasn't ever going to have a record deal or anything like that, um, or even see on a microphone. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I karaoke machine. Karaoke machine. <laughs> I just I remember, uh, you know, it being quiet and dark, you know, dimly lit. Um, my mom sitting over us with her long hair, mm-hmm. long black hair, uh, singing these songs, and like she just felt loved. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And so those those were the first, uh, not just lullabies, but those were the first songs about Jesus that I ever heard. Hmm. Very nice. Um, well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't have songs like that. I mean, I grew up in the Catholic Church, so yeah. we had songs that we heard at church, but none of them really meant anything to me because they were in Latin. No, no, no. Like we sung stuff in English. Oh, okay. I, and and we did do some stuff like in Latin, but we sistract. No, no, sister. <laughs> but there was never really anything that spoke to me. I, it, my childhood in Catholic Church was me going to church because I had to. Yeah. It wasn't because I wanted to be there. And then there. telling you that you were a sinner. Right. So, um, but my answer was um, the song, I Will Never Be the Same Again. Um, oh, the yeah. first Sunday at BCF that I gave my life to Christ, they played it. And the lyrics were on the screen. And yeah. even though I didn't really know the song... I knew they were God's words to me that day. My life would never be the same. I would never be the same. I have yet to be the same since that day. <laughs> um, the first Christian album I owned was the Spoken For Mercy oh, Me album. That's a great and it has album. since been my favorite. I mean, 
I know that album forwards, backwards, mm-hmm. you know, I know, and I know all the words, all the songs. Yeah. Um, and I cry every time I listen to it. Is that the green one or the yellow one? The green one. The green one. And it just takes me back. Like I can listen to it now. I hear it on the radio and yeah. it, cause it comes on like spoken for will come on the radio every once in yeah. a while. And I will just start to ball because it, <laughs> I can just go back to that moment, you know? Yeah. So I remember driving around with, with John, um, and just like singing yeah. to that CD. It's great. It's CD. a great CD. It's a great CD. Um, number eight. What is your favorite poem and why? I'd have to say Robert Frost's Nothing Gold Can Sting. I first read it in the book The Outsiders. He was talking about how uh, one boy understood it, and in a letter read after he died, uh, he was encouraging his friend to stay gold as long as he could. Uh, I connected with that idea because after being. Um, Abused as a child, uh, sexually abused as a child at such a young age, I always felt like my childhood was taken away from me. Um, that I was always thinking with this warped adult mentality and I was missing out on my youth. Uh, I understood more than most how fast life could change from flowering to withering. Uh, I can look back now and see how young and stupid my thoughts were, but I still like the poem and I still remember it. Um, Nature's first green is gold, her heart is you to hold. Her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief. Though dawn turns into day, nothing gold can stay. Mm. And I just remember it being like a really bittersweet emotion. Mm. I don't know. I still, I, I love it. I have a, a book. Yeah. A little book a of little poems book of with poems. it now. Um, I actually have two. Um, the first one is I Carry Your Heart With Me by E. Cummings. <sighs> And, um, and any woman by Catherine Tinman. Um, and I carry your hearts. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. Mm. I'm never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate. For you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world. For beautiful you are my world, my true. And it's you who are whatever a moon has always meant. And whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here's the deepest secret nobody knows. Here's the root of the root and the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than the soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. I heard that poem in a movie. Mm. It's called In Her Shoes. In Her Shoes. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those movies that made me think of Amanda, my little sister. Yeah. Um, In our relationship. At the end of the movie, one sister recites this poem to the other at her wedding It's just one of those emotional things for me. I love my little sister so much. She's really all I had for so long. Um, We only had each other for a big part of our lives. I miss her being closer because she doesn't live nearby. Um, She has her own life now. And I miss her so often. But there's not been a thing I can do except pray. Um, The other poem I did a paper on in 10th grade, which I looked for, but I haven't been able to find. It reminds me of my grandma um, and the woman that she was to my sister and I. And it says, I am the pillars to the house, the keystone of the arch am I. Take me away, and roof and wall would fall to ruin me utterly. I am the fire upon the hearth. I am the light of the good sun. I am the heat that warms the earth, which else were colder than a stone. Mm. At me the children warm their hands. I am their light of love alive. Without me, cold the hearthstone stands, nor could the precious children thrive. I am the twist that holds together the children in the sacred ring, the knot of love from whose close tether no lost child goes a-wandering. 
I am the house from floor to roof. I deck the walls, the board I spread. I spin the curtains warp and woof and shake the down to be their bed. I am their wall against all danger, their door against the wind and snow. Thou whom a woman laid in a manger, take me not till the Christian grow. And my grandma was an amazing woman and she raised my sister and I. Um, and until the sister and I at interesting ages, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I wish she was still around. She, um, she was basically my mom for like five years. Yeah. And as we went to live with, we came to live with her. I was 13 mm-hmm. or 14. I was 13 going on 14 when, when we came to live with her. And so she raised us from very tender ages. I mean, cause those are, my sister was, 10 yeah and i was 14 and so those are tricky ages yeah so she was our everything for those years till she got sick so that's a cool point yeah um number nine list five of your favorite books um one this present darkness and piercing the darkness because i read it in a like two book compendium Mm -hmm. um to the prophet the same author uh, three Oliver Twist, uh, four Lord of the Rings trilogy, <laughs> uh, and five the Star Wars series. Although I cheated a little because those they technically they did write them as books, uh, but I was really just talking about Star Wars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this at this time it was Redeeming Love, oh. the Ramona Quimby series, <laughs> the Mists of Avalon, oh. Anne of Green Gables, and Where the Red Fern Grows. Such girly books. Uh, I am a girl. Except for the red, where the red fern grows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, number 10. Tell me about a painful childhood memory. Um, all my young life, I felt alone, inadequate, and like I was the, on the outside looking in. I used to cry on numerous occasions because I felt I had no friends. Uh, no friend, much less friends. Uh, yes, I had my family, but they all had their own place in life, their own friends. My older brother was, you know, the jock. My little brother was a joker, and they were both cool. I felt like a nerd, a dork. Uh, Pick last in almost every occasion, disliked by lots of people, and insecure about my place in life. Uh, that created a lot of painful emotion and pity parties uh, for me. I can remember this one time where my brothers, some cousins, and I, and some cousins I were going to play basketball. I was excited because they asked me to play. Uh, when we got where we were going to play, they started to pick teams. Uh, I was not only last, I was the odd man out. They asked me if it was okay if I didn't play, and I, being the type of person to go along and not make a fuss, said okay. Uh, I cried the whole way home in the back of the car and pretended to be sick so no one would think I was crying for any other reason. No. Yeah. The middle child. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. Okay. <laughs> Um, there are two that come to mind and I decided to share, decided to share them both. Mm. Um, Kali, these are so personal. I know. Um, I was eight. My elementary friend lived next door. Her older brother used to babysit us. He was pretty trustworthy in my mom's eyes. Um, one night, my, one night, my mom was home. My sister was asleep on the floor. I was on the couch and the neighbor guy was sitting on the recliner. My dad wasn't home. Um, we were watching Grease. The neighbor guy was drinking. My mom was ironing in the other room. And the neighbor came to sit on the couch. And I thought nothing of it because he was like a trustworthy person in my mind. Like we trusted him. He was like a a brother because he babysat us. Um, He put his arm around me and whispered, 
an obscenity in my ear. He actually made an obscene request. Um, And I opened my mouth to scream and he covered it with his hand and then proceeded to tell me to be quiet because he was kidding. I immediately woke my sister and I went and locked us in our room. I couldn't sleep. Um, At 3 a.m. I woke my mom in tears and told her what happened and she didn't believe me. Um, She called me a liar. And I'd never given her any reason to think I would lie to her either. Mm-hmm. Um, so began my trust, my distrust with her. Um, the same year I got home from school to my mom crying in the living room, my father had decided to leave us all. Um, I watched my mother attempt suicide. Luckily, our neighbor heard me screaming uh, and ran over and took the knife from my mother's hands. But it's still so vivid in my mind. Police cars, ambulance, and just a tainted vision. And I... When I look back on it now, it was just like a loss of innocence, even though like, and I had no, like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like it was just this loss of innocence, you know? So those are two pretty painful memories, all very vivid to me. And this, these are reasons why I'm in Celebrate Recovery. The both of us. Yeah. And you know, it's cool. Like that, that I'm going to go on my Celebrate Recovery rant, but (laughs) Celebrate Recovery has just helped me work through a lot of this stuff. Like I can't. I carried it around for so many years and mm. just that, and like I have the vivid memory now still, but cause I don't think it will ever go away. No. Um, but being able to like sort through it, super cool. Yeah. And not like feel the need to go to a bar and drink your sorrows. Right. Exactly. Cause that didn't happen to me. Exactly. Um, if you could choose to live in a different era, which would you pick? See, this is a really cool question. Uh, I would really have liked to live in medieval times. Farming, riding horses, sword fighting, knights, kings, jousting. That would be awesome. To grow up, to be trained to live like uh, life like you needed to back when back then would be very cool. I just wouldn't want to go back because they didn't watch much. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have technology and for the most part didn't know uh, Jesus the way that we do today. Right. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, and I said I'd pick the medieval times as well. Boom. Um, King Arthur and his round table. One of the reasons Mist of Avalon is one of my favorite books, which is the time period. Um, all the building of castles, um, the kings, the queens, the knights, the crusades, the music, Gregor- Gregorian, which I find soothing, um, all into the Rena- Renaissance era. Either one of those I could live in. Yeah. And I loved the dresses, except for... I mean, I loved most of the dressing in that time. Like, mm-hmm. It was super cool. All right. Number 12. Tell me why you started to sing. Well, like I said before, I loved the songs my mom would sing to us, um, sing us to sleep. Uh, I learned those songs and other music my parents listened to. When the chance came in elementary to join the choir, I knew that was what I wanted to do. And I've been singing ever since. Mm-hmm. I was in like the third grade or second grade. Um, I started to sing because I was encouraged to. Mm. In second grade, I sang a solo at Deer Park Elementary School um, in a play that was about Thomas Edison. And everyone apparently was amazed. Um, I didn't know I was good at singing. I knew I liked to sing. Um, That year, at the end of the school year, we moved to Gregory Portland. And that's where it all began with my music teacher, Mrs. Mutay. Now, I know it was God's plan for my life, a part of his plan. Um, Number 13. What do you think about foreign missions and your involvement in them? See, this is also an important question if you're thinking about getting married to somebody. Yes. Um, I think they're awesome. 
I don't feel a call to full-time mission work. Um, I don't feel like that's what God wants me to do, but I do want to travel outside the U.S. and Mexico to a foreign land and get the experience of it. Uh, I pray for the missionaries and mission workers around the world uh, when I remember them. Cool. Um, I most definitely know at this point that God is not calling me into any long-term mission. I would definitely like to have the experience in going to a foreign country and sharing the gospel, but not long-term. I'd love to go to Kurdistan, the Freedom Center, someday. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm often burdened to pray and do pray for missionaries like Kurt Mailer and his team on a daily basis, as well as Heather Mercer and the TETM team as well. Um, and since these questions, we've been on a mission trip. Yeah. We support yeah. missionaries. Yes. Um, and that's, that's, that's our way of really contributing. And hopefully this year we'll get to go on another one. We'll see what God says. Yeah. We, <laughs> we told the, 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 the mission coordinator yeah. and she was very like, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> we went to Costa Rica <laughs> went to Costa Rica in 2015, and it was such an amazing experience. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't... While I was there, I know I didn't want to leave. No. Um, but I'm I was so happy s- to come home to my bed. No, I, I, I remember... Because <laughs> I didn't like the bed we stayed in. No, no. The bed we stayed in was terrible, but I just remember, like, uh, when our plane touched down in the United <laughs> States, um, as we were as we were landing, I looked outside and looked at the trees, and I, I kind of started to tear up. Mm. Um, and you asked me why I was crying. I was like, those are the wrong trees. <laughs> they are. We they should were. be in Costa Rica. Yeah, they were the wrong trees. Um, what song can you sing over and over and never get tired of and always reminds you of God? For me, that song would have to be Consuming. I never get tired of singing it, and every time I pick up my guitar to jam or have a little worship time, I play that song. I still play that song. Um, mine was um, Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Oh, yeah. And Consume Me. Yeah. Both of which I learned at Fusion, our college group. And I knew how to play the guitar. And you did. And I learned, too. Okay. Um, but I haven't played the guitar in a really long time. And I fell in love with both the songs, and I cried through them all the time. Also, um, the first two songs I learned to get through on my guitar is what I wrote. Guided by this guy who was amazingly patient with my non-guitar playing skills. Mwah. His name is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and number 15, if you could go back in time and talk to one family member, dead or alive, to talk to or change how you handled something, who would you choose and why? Oh, I wrote that I'd want to talk to my little brother when he first became a Christian. Mm. Uh, his desire and passion for God was palpable, and I could have... I could have been nicer, and I could have been more encouraging, and I could have helped him to choose God over his friends. Uh, I'd go back and tell him that, yes, it would be the hardest thing that he'd ever have to do, you know, to follow God, but also the most rewarding. Uh, I would have been more careful to be humble and not so self-righteous. I don't remember writing that, but that's crazy. Hmm. For me, it would be my dear Edie. Um, I used to live with her after high school until I was 21. Um, I don't think I ever showed true gratefulness to her for everything she did for me after my grandmother passed away. I was always angry at her overprotection, and I did everything to stay distanced from her. Um, At this time, she was dying um, because she was on dialysis. Um, She's open to see me, and I've gone to see her many times now, but she has walls up that I just can't get around. We've talked about God, but usually she clams up and shuts down and tries to change the subject. I tell her I love her. She doesn't say it back. I tell her I miss her. She doesn't say it back. 
I've apologized for my disrespect as a young adult. And she's forgiven me. But it seems like she doesn't believe me. Um, I wish I would have shown her more respect, more love, and more appreciation. Maybe then she'd be different towards me and my witness could be more effective. For now, all I can do is pray. Um, and I and we lost her, yeah, I'm going to say, five years ago. Yeah, a couple years after we got married. Yeah, probably about five years ago. I was appalled there. Mm-hmm. And her funeral was on my birthday. Right. Yeah, so it's probably about five years ago, I think, she passed away. and She, um, before my grandmother passed away, my grandmother asked her to take my sister and I in. And so she became our mom for a while, um, but she was sick, too, and it was just mm-hmm. hard. It was hard. And my sister and I both weren't, I was never a bad child. I mean, even in college, like, I don't think I started to get real bad till I was, like, 21. Which, because you were living on your own by that time. Yeah, I moved out. Like, I had moved out. I was... I don't know. I mean, when I look back at it, maybe I was probably disrespectful. Like, cause I, obviously I wrote this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was already out of college and living on my own. Um, I could definitely take on the responsibility of not being respectful, you know? Yeah. And I did go to her and I asked for forgiveness and stuff. So, um, but I do miss, I do miss her. Just like I miss my grandma. Yeah. So, but yeah, such a downer question to end on. Oh, Boo. But still, I mean... Like but I you said, know what? I have something to say. What? Your questions are better than my questions. Thank you. They made me have to, like, write a lot, but they Thank were really you. good questions. That's right. You heard it. And so we've come to the end of our Q&A. Part two. Episode 11. Um, so... <laughs> answered all those questions we did i think they were good questions for people who you know we knew each other pretty well because we've been friends for over four years at that time i think i remember it was hard to think of a question two answers that i didn't know right because we knew a lot about each other yeah um but these questions were different they weren't like our normal every because we spent a lot of time together yeah um and so they were good questions to ask and just kind of I mean, some of them were silly, and some of them were emotional, and Mm -hmm. some of them were just random, you know, random things, but they were good. I'm glad we did them. Yeah. I remember somebody uh, making fun of us about it, like, why do you have to ask questions to get to know each other? And I was like, shut up. (laughs) I mean, this is, like, this is what we want to do, and and this is, I mean, we're not, like, doing anything wrong. Right. We're finding, like, finding out stuff about each other we're not talking about the future we're just right. this is what happened to us in the past or this is you know my favorite color right um and, that, but, <laughs> and, and like i just because i think you find those things out when you meet someone for the first time yeah and you kind of start to get to know each other mm-hmm. but when we met each other our intentions were never to end up dating or married or married for yeah. that matter um those were the last thing on my list with you um and so we didn't ever, like, a lot of things just kind of, like, I learned yeah. your favorite color, yeah. you know, I learned what your favorite food was, mm-hmm. which was anything, because you would eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I learned that you uh, put the toilet paper in the right direction. Over. Uh-huh. Right? That, that you, you know. Squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom. From the bottom out. Mm-hmm. Not from the middle. It's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I wish uh, but yeah, yeah, we learned all these cool stuff, things about each other, and it was it was not like it was an intrusive or no. And you know, I think I think that uh, like when you're dating somebody, I think it's cool to like have like questions 
Yeah. And I know people think like, oh, it's so lame. Some people think it's just lame. But Most people are wrong. Maybe I'm just a romantic that way. Like, I want to know things about someone yeah. so that if I'm going to buy them a gift, like, I could think about the things I know about them. And then or, it's a, a thought Right. You know, and I, because that's one of my love languages, gift giving, like, and I like getting gifts, just... <laughs> hint, hint. Um, you know, I just... I like to know things about people because how else can you be thoughtful unless you know things about people? Mm-hmm. You keep looking at the time as though we're running out. We are. The time doesn't run out. We could talk on here for an hour. <sighs> Not on this portion. <laughs> the music's about to be over. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening to us. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a, a new episode coming in soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.